Welcome to another episode of The Unconventional Polyglot. I'm Will. In this episode will be the third episode in which I am tackling a language learning myth. And the myth for today is that you need to have a good reason to start learning a language. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This is The Unconventional Polyglot a podcast that explores languages and language learning from someone who has followed, and also broken, many of the conventional rules for how to learn languages. I'm your host, Will, and language learning is my passion. Okay, so there seems to be a common belief among language learners and language learning experts that if you're going to start learning a language, You need to have a genuine motivation, a genuine reason for starting to learn that language, whether it's because people in your family speak that language, or you're going to travel to a particular country that speaks that language in some period of time, or you're going to move to that country, or you're going to start a job in that country. And of course, those are all good reasons for learning a language. I'm not going to dispute that. But what I want to address today in this episode is that you don't necessarily have to have a good reason to start learning a new language. And at least in my own personal experience, what I have found to be the case is that sometimes when I start learning a language, I know very little about the language beforehand. But As I learn more and more, I get more and more interested in the language, more and more familiar with it. And so what ends up happening is almost like the opposite of what is supposed to be the norm. And in this episode, I want to give a particular concrete example from my language learning. And that example is Portuguese and Portugal. So before I started learning Portuguese, about three and a half years ago, I really didn't have much interest in the language. I didn't know much about it. And I really didn't know much about the country of Portugal, other than maybe the Lisbon earthquake of 1755 and Vasco da Gama. But after about a year or so of learning Portuguese, and what I had been mainly learning was Brazilian Portuguese, because That's what most Portuguese learners do. A vast majority of Portuguese speakers in the world are in Brazil. But at one point, I started to learn European Portuguese. And I realized fairly quickly that I actually preferred the sounds, the accents of Portugal to those in Brazil. And so I started finding resources that were specifically targeted at European Portuguese. And then along the way, I started learning a lot of things about Portugal, which again, I was almost completely ignorant of beforehand. And so over the last couple of years, I've learned a lot about the Portuguese spoken in Portugal, and also the history of Portugal, the culture of Portugal, the geography of Portugal. So I've learned a whole bunch of things, such as the characteristic music of Portugal, 
the fado, the characteristic Portuguese concept of saudade, or essentially like a, a longing for for something or someone, the independence of Portugal, the reestablishment of independence of Portugal, the restauração de independência de Portugal, after being controlled by Spain for 60 years in the 16th and 17th centuries, the discovery of Brazil, a descoberta de, do Brasil in 1500, around 1500, the Carnation Revolution, the Revolução dos Cravos, in 25 de Abril, April 25th, 1974, the particular types of food that are prominent in Portugal, which, as you might expect, includes a lot of seafood, frutos do mar, including predominantly codfish, bacalhau, and octopus, polvo, pastéis de nata, the particular custard pastry from Lisbon, Lisboa. So in summary, I've learned a lot of things about Portugal and Portuguese and all things that I would be completely ignorant of, most likely, if I hadn't decided to learn Portuguese. And this is just one example. I could give similar examples from other languages like Russian or Greek or Yiddish or Romanian. But the point is, you don't necessarily have to go in to learning a language with what is traditionally considered a good reason. The good reasons can develop and evolve on their own over time as you're learning the language. That's perfectly fine. And for me, with, again, the particular example of Portuguese, my original reason for learning Portuguese was its similarity to Spanish. I had already studied a, a fair amount of Spanish, so I figured Portuguese would be a relatively easy language to learn. And when you're trying to be a polyglot, this really can be a very powerful motivation for learning a new language, trying to utilize a language that you are already familiar with and then learn another similar language. So that pretty much wraps up this episode. Again, the third in my series of episodes on language learning myths. And before I go, one more time, I do want to mention Buzzsprout. There's a link in the episode description for this episode. And if you click on that link and sign up for a paid plan to get your own podcast hosted by Buzzsprout, you'll get a $20 Amazon gift card and it will let Buzzsprout know that I sent you. So I've mentioned this in the last several episodes. Buzzsprout is the host of my podcast and over a hundred thousand other podcasts. And it really is a great company, a great partner in getting your podcast up and running. So again, if you're interested in starting your own podcast, click on that link in the episode description and give Buzzsprout a try. I promise you won't regret it. So that's it for this episode of The Unconventional Polyglot. Stay tuned next time for another language learning myth that I will be discussing. 
And also be sure to check out my YouTube channel, also called The Unconventional Polyglot. You can also find me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can email me at unconventionalpolyglot at gmail.com. And I thank you for listening, and I hope you'll tune in next time. Have a great day.